Sound of Hockey episode 192. We're calling this one the Ben Bishop episode. Why are we calling it that, John? Well, Ben Bishop was a part of a trade this week. Oh, okay. Um, now, the backstory with Ben Bishop is he technically hasn't played in a couple of years. He tried to make a comeback and played one game for the Texas Stars mm-hmm. in the AHL. I remember that, yeah. Save it didn't percentage go well. of 765. Yeah. With the goals against average of 8.2. He uh, didn't finish the game, right? No. Because he got he injured again. But the bummer is, you know, he, he rehabbed, kind of gave it a college try, if you will. And uh, he was one of the, you know, up-and-coming top American goalies for a while, yeah. right? Uh, he was part of the, I don't know, one of the, the core stable. I don't know if he went to the Olympics or not, but he... Uh, mm, I don't know. No, we'll I have don't to, think so. But we'll have to fact check it. Yeah. yeah Somebody will. You're right. He was one of those guys that was, like, really sought after and definitely in terms of American goalies, which we'll talk a little bit more about a certain American That's goalie right. who's That's getting right. a nice little accolade <laughs> later in the show. Uh, but, yeah, Ben Bishop, he did hang it up, uh, but yet he's still on the move yeah, in transactions <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll, for our old friend, Future Considerations. Yeah, future so, Considerations yeah. is going to get a lot of play these days. He always does. Hey, this is Sound of Hockey. I am Darren Brown at Darren Fun Brown on the Twitter, joined as always by Andy Ide. Hello, Andy. How's it going? I'm and Andy Ide on the Twitter. And, <laughs> and Andy. And John Barr. Hello, John. Hello, everybody. I'm <laughs> NHL2Seattle on the Twitter. And we are coming to you from Seattle, specifically Bar Down Studios. It's great to be back in the studio after, we have a one week or two week hiatus. One or two week hiatus. Maybe it was like three, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I I am wearing pants. I always wear pants when we're in the (laughs) studio. I'm wearing shorts. Uh, Okay. I'll let it slide. Okay. I, you know, I actually changed clothes before I came over here because I know that's historically quite cold in the studio. And I was wearing shorts and a t shirt earlier today. And I was like, I'm going to think ahead and not be absolutely freezing in the studio. I'm running a little warm because I played hockey tonight. Oh, how'd it go? Yeah. It went, it went pretty well. I think I think we had four goals on like twelve shots. Not bad. Clearly not the better team, but somehow won. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> Was I and Nats on the other team? And I didn't know it? <laughs> not quite. Okay. Not quite. Uh, <laughs> we do not have any reviews to share with you this week, which I'm sure you're very sad to hear. I certainly am sad. What about uh, the Canadian reviews? Do we well, check those? We no. Well, good point. We can't check too them. Old. Yeah. And the ones that we got from Groovy's lip last week, kind as that was, they were pretty old. So I think if we dig into the well of very, very old reviews, that feels that feels like pushing it to me. So people like Canadians are essentially going to have to send us screenshots yeah. of their reviews. So right? review if you're in Canada, review us on on Apple Podcasts and then yeah, take a screenshot of it and send it to us and that's how we'll read it. This is a it's a workaround, but it's it yeah. works. It'll work just fine. <laughs> uh okay, we have a little bit of sort of cracking well, no, we have cracking news to share. It, and it's not brand new news because it happened kind of right after we recorded last week, but the Kraken signed Billy Petman of the Finnish League to a 2-year two-way deal. Obviously, very likely that he'll be an AHL player, but uh, it's interesting that they've had a couple of these now to add to their pipeline. Uh, so he's a small player. He's 5'10", 181 pounds. He's a left shot center slash left wing. Uh, he had 39 points in 59 games in the Finnish league last season. He's 22 years old. So I'm sure you guys are over the moon about this signing. Huge, huge. Mm-hmm. We needed more Finns and we <laughs> got one more. <laughs> So interesting thing here is on Friday I saw my Finnish friend who's my Finnish uh, expert. Friend? Correspondent. Oh, expert. Okay. Yeah. Or Got it. My, I don't know. He's a goalie. Uh-huh. Finnish goalie. It's always ah. good to know a Finnish goalie. Uh-huh. But I asked him for the scouting report and he says, oh, he's kind of small. Yeah. Right? So he was a little surprised by it, but hey, they need players in the 
AHL. He told me a while ago we needed more fins, so I said I just put in a word and we made it happen. Yeah. So well done. Uh, you know what's interesting? <laughs> we heard about this uh, Samuel Buchek a while ago, right? And allegedly the Kraken signed him, but nothing was ever made official there, right? Like when Petman signed, we got a press release, all that yep. stuff, right? So we Close know all the details. Francis. The other one, the Buchek one, has just been like reported, but. Never confirmed. Yeah. Swept on the rug. Never confirmed by the team. I found that very strange and interesting. Makes you kind of wonder. Makes you wonder. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, I think he's on their. I think he's on the cap friendly. He's not. List. He's not. not. I'm literally he's looking not, at He's it. not on elite prospects either. Huh. Thought I saw yeah. him there. So that's maybe they just haven't signed the the, the... filed the paperwork, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't feel like that should take. You know what? I'm three, checking the weeks, NHL but... media site. Okay. And while you're doing that, I'm going to move on to the Jeremy Lausanne news. No longer a Seattle Kraken, uh, but he is still a Nashville Predator, and he will remain a Nashville Predator for four years, uh, $2 million per year. Fair price tag, I think, but also I'm a little surprised that they signed him for four years, being that he was traded for a second-round pick. I think he got injured and only played like 13 games, something like that, and didn't really produce right so i'm kind of like healthy scratches in the playoffs and all (laughs) of a sudden you get a four-year deal but he was i think he was coming back from injury too so i'm just i was a little surprised by the term so it just it makes me wonder if like david poyle was like well i did trade a second round pick for this guy (laughs) so i better do what i can to make it seem like i'm i'm happy with the value i i got out of it so we'll sign a four-year deal yeah seems a little high and good for him yeah, good for Jeremy Lausanne. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm happy to see yeah. him get paid. You know, I, that was my reaction to it as well. But uh, interesting. Uh, okay, what did you find out? What's the news? No confirmation on the official media. Yeah. Is he not on the roster? No, not in the system or anything. Mm. So that's very fascinating. Strange. Fascinating. Usually they're on top of that because yeah. the other guy's already in there. So maybe yeah. I wonder if it's just been like three weeks of the facts just not going through. You know how you have to like stand there and wait for the <laughs> like the okay page to print out. Yeah, they're just still waiting for the okay page. <laughs> yeah, there's the somebody. Page. There's somebody in Finland just like hitting send over and over and over, and it's it's never or not Finland, Slovakia, and yeah. and it just keeps. Maybe them. faxes <laughs> are out of style there, and yeah. so they're like, they've got to mail it. Oh, and you know that the everything's messed mail. up as far as like supply chain, right? So yeah, you, you got to think the mail's impacted too, right? Mail yeah. from Slovakia to where okay. the league office is. Toronto, we figured it York, out. Whatever. We figured York. it out. That's, yeah, that's the issue. What's going on. Yeah. It's in the mail. Contract is in the mail. We have some junior hockey updates, uh, a and WHL update. Yeah. It's a robust junior update. A WHL update with our WHL correspondent, Andy Eide. Uh What's the very sad news, Andy? Take well, the, away. The T-Birds finally succumbed to the Edmonton All they Games. Did, it took six yeah. games. They did win one they won game five in back in Edmonton, so they stayed alive. That, that was their sixth elimination game that they won. Couldn't win the seventh, though, so they lost uh, uh, four, two nothing, I believe it was. Another shutout for Sebastian Casa. Their season ends. Pretty great run from them uh, that nobody really foresaw this this year. Uh, they had a ton of injuries earlier in the season during the season and COVID issues during the season, and mm-hmm. they played it. They played a handful of games with like five NHL signed prospects out of the out of the lineup, and then uh, and and had like ten forwards for a couple of games because they didn't, just didn't have the players, but hung in there all year and uh, proved to be a tough team to get rid of in the playoffs. So. Uh, Edmonton moves on to the Memorial Cup, which starts Monday in St. John, New Brunswick. That's S-A-I-N-T, John. St. New Brunswick, as I've been pointed out on Twitter, don't don't put an S-T there. Okay. 
Different city. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. You know, and this is the same country that had two teams in an eight-team football league with the same name. So right. They, yeah. they don't really like to. And they have it. oil kings and wheat kings. Just, yes, they have oil kings and yeah. wheat kings. They have a Which, Rogers, Rogers Arena, Rogers Place in uh-huh. the NHL. And also uh, Canadian Tire Fire Center. No, that one's not there anymore. <laughs> <that one's, laughs> yeah. yeah, all their arenas are like the same name. Yeah. yeah. Thunderbirds had some good news, though, because we have this uh, strange and unique uh, world junior situation this year. So uh, three of the Thunderbirds got invited to Team Canada's summer camp. I, I'm assuming that's for the August tournament. But oh, that's right. World, junior, world juniors are coming up yeah. again. Yeah. So uh, uh, Kevin Korczynski, Reed Schaefer, and Tomix Milich, the goalie, all got invited to that camp. Oh, that's cool. So I'm assuming one or two of those guys will probably make it. Yeah. Well, and they're also, I think they usually have those summer camps for the following uh, world juniors in December. So that like, yeah. the next one, that's only five months after the... So maybe it's a twofer. Yeah, yeah you're probably <laughs> taking a look at both both teams. Well, they yeah. had two players that were invited to the uh, Sam Arembe and Scott Ratzlaff, the backup goalie, were invited to Canada's U17 or U, I don't know what it is. U18. They're, they're Helinka yeah. tournament thing. They have so many of those now. But um, So they could end up playing for the Helinka tournament. Ratzlaff's an interesting guy. He doesn't get a whole lot of time on the ice because of, because of Thomas Milch, but he's a good young goalie that they really like. So And Arembe's like this close. You can't see I'm putting my fingers really close together, but... This close to putting it all together. He'll be 17 next year, so it'll be his draft year. Yeah, you're telling me about him when we watch them play the he, Oil Kings. I mean, you look at him, you, you wouldn't guess he was only 16. I would, never would have guessed that, no. And, yeah, and he definitely big. looks like he fits in out there. Um, you know, I do, and maybe we don't need to go too in-depth on Thunderbirds analysis here, but <laughs> I am curious, Andy, just kind of your outlook on this team. And I know you ha- didn't follow them as closely as you have in years past because of the Kraken, but is this a is this a young, you, you know, you mentioned just now, right? This is a team that people weren't expecting them to get as far as they did. Do you think now moving forward that because they did that, their the outlook is high or are they losing too much talent due to aging? I think they'll be very good again next year. Yeah. Mean, they, they have some holes. Henrik Grabinski, Sevkowski are leaving. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to lose Tyler Ty, Tyrell Bauer and Matt Rempe because they're, right. they'll, they'll be 20 NHL signed prospects so they can play in the AHL. But you never know. One of those guys could get sent back. Um, it's happened before. It's rare, but sometimes those guys do get sent back. Um, so the, the, those are those are about five holes. But, you know, Jared Davidson led them in scoring. He'll be back as a 20 next year. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you have the, their 18-year-olds. There are the Lucasionas and uh, Connor Roulettes of the world who will be now 19. Um, so a lot of those guys, Gustafson, Korchinski will be a year older and in theory better. You know, Schaefer's going to come back. Uh you know, he's got a Remba taking a step up now. And so there, and then you have Tisha Gimla coming. That's right. Um, who looked pretty good in his brief, brief three or four games that he played in, in December. So hmm. uh, they, they will be, and they have draft capital. So if they want to add a big player to the trade deadline, like they did this year with Sivkowski, Bill LaForge has the, the ammunition to do it. And he has no fear in doing that either, as we've right. all seen. So, and the makeup of this team is different than the championship team um, with, was it 2017? Mm hmm. And, but the year before, they went to the final and lost. lost five, uh, yeah. But now a lot of those guys returned, right? Yeah, Compared like, well, to this like team the Barzell that, returned and right. Gropp returned. That was the surprise. Yeah. Um, Keaton Coles, our Ethan Bear, those guys called, came back. That so it's not year. exactly a direct parallel, and that team was probably a little bit more like you'd think it was a little more stacked. Yeah. Um, because I, they had a chance to win. They, they, had they fewer, were almost predicted to win the year before as well. Yeah, at least they had have fewer a NHL drafted players that year, but they, the ones they did have were higher drafted. Yeah. You had a first-rounder yeah, in right, Barzell right. and yeah. second-rounder in, in Colazar. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it, I think that the their top players were a little bit better. Yeah. 
And then, and then I, I always say you got to look at the 19-year-olds. And in this turn of this series, I think Edmonton had like 10, 12, right, 19-year-olds. Right, yeah. Seattle had three or something like yeah, that. So yeah. 19-year-olds and 20-year-olds are always what really drive a WHL team. Yeah. Because it's the age difference. So they'll have better 19-year-olds next year and then a really good group of 18-year-olds. So yeah, um, yeah they'll be in the mix next year again. But you never know how it's going to play out. There's injuries yeah. and yeah. All that good stuff. So, yeah. Uh, believe it or not, we have more junior talk. Oh, to, right on. Yep. Let's go. So, the Hamilton Bulldogs have advanced to the uh, Memorial Cup, which starts on Monday. So, they won the OHL over the Windsor Spitfires in a seven game series. Uh, now, <laughs> the reason that that's actually semi interesting is because Ryan Winterton, third round pick of the Kraken, is on the Hamilton Bulldogs. He had a, a really good. I guess second half ish of the regular season after he came back from a really long term injury uh, was a very impactful player. Uh, so good stuff there. They did a really cool. I don't know if you guys saw the like celebration where um, they apparently were doing this thing all playoffs where they the had nails. a table yeah. with gigantic nails yes. and whoever the <laughs> they took a, a sledgehammer and pound one of the giant nails into the table. I loved it. They needed I, sixteen wins, so there's sixteen nails, right? Yeah. yeah. But why was it nails into a big table? When, why not? I, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear why They're they... are putting in the hard work. <laughs> I, I understand <laughs> the theory behind it. I'm just curious how they landed on giant nails into oh, a table. Oh, man, I love it. There was one team that had 16, <laughs> one through, you know, the numbers 1 through 16 on their on their boards. Yeah. And after every win, somebody would take a big marker and mark off. Oh, the, the checkers same, were doing that. The checkers that. were doing sure, that. They but doing it wasn't that 16 there was because it was like an odd number uh, because of their weird They'd have to win 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you so had to win weird. like 17 seven, somehow. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> you had to win like four and then yeah. two and then So three. Ryan Winterton becomes the last Kraken standing. That's right. That is a good point. Uh, even the, yeah. Well, are there any, f- no, there's no, no more former Everything's Kraken, done in Europe. And they championships are over world champion yeah you're right last yeah. kraken or future kraken so if you had that on your on your bingo card collect, <laughs> i did collect your money i now. did i did <laughs> yeah. yeah uh okay so speaking of the memorial cup that starts on monday uh andy informed me that this is much later than usual because it normally falls on memorial, memorial day, day. i never game. put that together so i learned something last week thought that was interesting uh the other, <laughs> exactly the teams in the memorial cup are going to be of course the edmonton oil kings and the hamilton bulldogs as we just mentioned and then the host st john sea dogs and finally the from the qmjhl the shawinigan cataractes <laughs> now I've never heard of this team myself. I'm going to sound like a not very knowledgeable hockey person here. Every now and then a junior team pops up that I've never heard of. This is one of those teams. I've heard of the city of Shawinigan. I don't think I've ever heard of the Shawinigan Cataractes. So uh, I learned that that team existed. I'm sure I'm saying that right. Yeah, so I had to do a little bit too. of research to understand what a Cataracte is. Uh, <laughs> that's the plural form of a Cataracte. Oh, Okay. Which is, it's not referencing <laughs> the cloudiness of the lens of the eyeball. No, it is not. It's oh, referencing yep, uh, a powerful waterfall derived oh. from the Latin word cataracta, meaning waterfall or portcullis. The team is named portcullis. after the Shawinigan Falls, a prominent waterfall in the city of Shawinigan. So there you go. Did you pretty all cool to have something? a waterfall in your town. Yeah. You know? Especially if you're a smaller, smaller yeah. town. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. a big town. I mean, it would be cool if Seattle had a waterfall. Well, there's some pretty significant waterfalls nearby. Yeah, but not in the city. That's true. Minneapolis has a nice waterfall. In the city? In the city. Yeah. Oh, that's Minnehaha pretty amazing. Minnehaha Falls. Uh, now, Wait, it's called Minnehaha? That's right. Are they yeah. funny? 
it well it's a native american name oh, which by the way oh, the logo for the cataractes leaves me asking some questions <laughs> i have to say because <laughs> i don't think it would fly in a lot of uh, a lot of places these days but anyway all right so that's our junior talk and that was a lot of uh, junior talk in fact let's get on to some nhl talk so First off, we should probably give you a quick update on what's been happening in the Stanley Cup playoffs, even though you probably know what's been happening in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We're down to two teams, the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I believe somebody on this podcast, uh, he's pretty smart. He's about 5'8". He said a couple weeks ago that it seemed like all roads were leading to Tampa Bay versus Colorado. What a smart guy. It was me. If you didn't get that. I don't okay. know if you'd got that. So Really going out on a limb for that one. <laughs> you were rooting for the Rangers, though. I was. I was rooting for the Rangers, yes. but I was realistic. You right? weren't rooting for either of the teams that are in the final. Yeah. So, yeah, the Rangers <laughs> got knocked off in six games. Uh, I, I don't – you know, it's funny because they won those first two games of that series, and then it was just Pretty all easy. lightning yeah. after that. It was like, okay, nope, we figured it out. We're the lightning. Which makes you wonder, are they going to make the adjustments now after game one of this final against Everyone's the Avalanche? Everyone's you know, like, All the narratives today were like – Avalanche have been here before. Even the Colorado people are like, we know what the Avalanche are going to have coming for us. Right. And, it it does feel like that. Like yeah. it's just uh, you know just a matter of time before they figure it out and figure out how to beat this well, team. It kind of happened within the game, right? Like Vasilevsky gave up three in the first, and it looked like it was going to be a blow. Like, am I even going to finish watching this game if it gets to be five one or something? Yeah. But uh, Vasilevsky settled down the rest of the way and was Vasilevsky esque. Mm-hmm. And Braden points back. That's right. Braden yeah. Point back yeah. Then, no Cadre for Colorado. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that the first game went to Colorado and it was a good game, but yeah, I still kind of, kind of think it's the lightning. Like I, it just feels that way, right? But man, how cool that these two teams are in it. I think this is like the matchup that we we've all wanted. kind of been, yeah, longing yeah. And for. Great, great for game years. One. Great game right? one too, right? Because you always worry, like, yeah, oh, this is the matchup we want, and then it's uh, like it a dud, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I think they've got another gear too. Like Colorado looks, so Colorado fast. looks fast. Oh my gosh, yeah. So. But this is going to be fun. Yeah. Fun times. Yep. Very fun times. Uh, always have to enjoy the Stanley Cup final. And it's <laughs> it's there is this kind of bittersweet feeling, right? We're like, oh, we don't have much hockey watch or watching left. But whatever. Next season's right around the corner. So, um, And this is going to be a, a fun way to finish it out. Uh, okay, so off the ice, there's been some interesting things happening. The coaching carousel has been spinning pretty mightily here. So Vegas hires Bruce Cassidy after the Bruins fired him just last week. I think he was without a job for like six days. I mean, great hire for Vegas, but also it interesting that Bruce Cassidy is heading into that. Um, it just seems like an odd environment for me, but uh, sounds like he's got history with George McPhee. So uh, whatever, great hire for them. And then uh, just <laughs> as we all expected, the Flyers hired John Tortorella. Love it. Retorts. Yeah. He's a, back. What I a, love it. What an amazing time to be alive. It's a somewhat yeah. aggressive media and John Tortorella uh-huh. match made in heaven. There you go. Oh, that's a great <laughs> point. That's a great point. So retorts used to mean right it was going to be like him saying something crazy to the media and then we would talk about it on the podcast that was the name of our yeah. our segment before was retorts now we're redoing torts right we have we have retorted here right <laughs> he has retorted he is retorted he is reanimated recreated retorted he lives he's taking over <laughs> In Philadelphia. Uh, Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I I find it very interesting that uh, as this carousel continues to spin, there were like John Tortorella was not. I didn't expect him to get hired again. I'll be honest. I thought he was kind of 
ton. Kind of done. Yeah, I thought so too. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't like uh, TV that much. Yeah, but I think the money. I mean, whether good. or not yeah. he likes it, right? Of course, he wanted to go back to coaching. Yeah, but I'm just kind of surprised that he got hired. So here's a little factoid for you. Okay, I like factoids. Yeah, do you know where John Tortorella played college hockey? Uh, let's oh. go with Bowling Green University. Uh, no, but he played at the same college that Ben Bishop played at. Okay, that doesn't help me. Well, I just thought it was a very interesting coincidence. University of Maine. Ah, okay. Uh, so sure. there you go. Well, U Maine was uh, quite the powerhouse back in the day. So. Did he play professionally in the World Hockey Association for a while? Not, ben Bishop? I don't no, think so. No, not Ben Bishop. Oh, okay. <laughs> not according to HockeyDB. I uh, thought he did. Uh, man, this is taking a weird turn yeah, here. deep dive into Didn't, uh, John Tortorella. Oh, we're back to, I know back you like to that deep dive. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the other, so interesting though, like Barry Trotz has not been hired somehow, which I find interesting, or maybe he has been offered a job and has said we no or something, it. but um, I find that interesting that he's still out there. He keeps getting tied to the Winnipeg Jets, so. Weren't there reports that he had met with Philadelphia too yeah. though, at some point? Yeah, definitely he had met with them, so. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know what's going on there. Uh, okay, that is what's happening in the, well, I guess there's a little bit more NHL news for you. Uh, Gary Bettman had a presser, as he traditionally does before the Stanley Cup final. What has been up with Gary Bettman? Wow, good segue there. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. I just Because you know what is up, what? and he touted in the press conference. Oh, I see. Was Scoring. scoring. <laughs> So uh, I did. I honestly didn't even mean that. My brain just wasn't working very well. You know, and yeah. I was like, I couldn't come up with any more eloquent words than what is up. So all right, yeah, so that works yeah, out. You know, you know. Keep in mind, these are a little bit of a PR play, right? Yeah. Um, but there is a Q and A, and there were some interesting questions asked. Scoring's up, as he touted. Uh, we should know that because we've talked about it on the pod, and we've posted about it online. Mm-hmm. Uh, revenue was a record high. Now this sounds great, and. Somewhat expected, though, because of the two media deals with Turner and uh, Disney and ABC, ESPN+, Plus, Hulu, all that. So uh, record revenues. Um, however, the salary cap is still relatively flat, mm-hmm. and they're expecting it to stay flat two or three years, which is kind of what they projected all along. Um, so no changes there. Uh, he also touted about the viewership up across the board, like, and I saw independent numbers that were... Something like the Stanley Cup playoffs were up like 73% year over year. That sounds pretty good. It's it's yeah. it's really good. Keep in mind that's a lot of ESPN kind of def- – ESPN being the default channel at sports, sports bars yeah. or sports even people's – yeah, people's homes. Like the first there. thing they do is yeah. like, oh, what's on ESPN? So um, they also announced that the schedule is coming out in early July, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I want to see where I'm road tripping. Uh, oh. And then uh, – and then opening night, not necessarily for the Kraken, but for the NHL, is going to be October 11th. So circle that. That's that's back to a regular schedule. You think the Kraken will open on the road again? Just predicting. Hmm. Uh, I think predict they open at home. That's what my, my prediction is they'll open at home. Yeah, I think so too. Because they didn't get to last year, and they had that whole arena wasn't trip. quite quite. Yeah, <laughs> I remember the first game we went to against uh, Vancouver. They were still, you know, in the in the we're morning still, like, in the painting things. The pregame presser <laughs> with, uh, with the Canucks coach, you could hear people drilling things yeah. still behind us. They were still finishing it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they alternate every year. If that's like a regular thing, um, I'd like to see them first game. They owe it to them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> that said, 
it was pretty great to travel for oh yeah the opener on the road yeah. last year so i wouldn't hate We're doing if, it again i would consider it i would consider what, it. what's a situation where you wouldn't do it like if uh I think it kind of depends. I'd probably just be a cost scenario, like a right? Montreal. Yeah, because I mean, we're we're <laughs> paying our own way here, so yeah. if we're, um, you know, flights are not exactly cheap these days. No. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enough about that. I think we'll consider it. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, we do have a bad boys. <laughs> And this might be the most literal bad boys we've ever had. (laughs) Usually our bad boys do not actually require uh, law enforcement intervention. But a fan at leaving the – what game was that between the Rangers and the – It might have been five. five, Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they're leaving Madison Square Garden, Rangers fan. Uh, He's kind of getting heckled by a Lightning fan behind him. Turns around and cold cocks him in a really vicious, violent way. Knocks him out. He's out. uh, Sent him to the hospital. Then he kind of ran away and apparently assaulted another fan on the way out. Uh, Quickly got found and arrested. I don't know what the penalty is for this, but it was was pretty bad. And it was caught on video. Uh, And if you didn't see it, I... Uh, don't go look it up. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, awful. He knocks the guy out. The guy's yeah. knocked out. He's unconscious. So then when he went to see the judge, uh, he wore the same Rangers shirt that he was wearing when he punched the guy. <laughs> pretty, that's pretty classy. It's very classy. Yeah. Yeah, very, very classy. Yeah, you show up to court in a, a hockey t-shirt. You know, yeah. Why yeah. not? And one that's arguably washed. Hopefully. I don't know. Uh, anyway, definitely a bad boy. Uh, not not nice to see. I didn't no. appreciate that. So, no. uh, to the credit of MSG, they put out a statement that said that uh, he's been banned from their arena. The Tampa Bay Lightning CEO actually texted the guy that got punched and like checked in on him, and that kind of went public, went viral. I thought that was really cool. Um, so, yeah. Uh, How effective do you think those bannings from arenas are? I think they're pretty good. Yeah, they're actually, a, you'd be surprised for a specific yeah. arena. It's probably. Like there's a decent. list of yeah. people, and I have a friend who ran on the field at a Mariner game once and was banned from the kingdom and went back without any oh. different time, yeah. different security was. restrictions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now they can just like track Fa- you on your phone. Recon- so. Yeah, exactly. That's or true. the chip there you got when you right. got the vaccine. Yeah. Correct. Great point. Yeah, I got my fourth dose today, so I'm I'm oh. fully oh. chipped. Oh. Cool. Yeah, very I'm, very chipped. I got mine. I'm about to. I'm about two weeks out. So, right. oh man, look at us. <laughs> a bunch of double boosted, maybe, vaccinated I actually podcasters. wonder, maybe that's what the interference on the microphone was that we were, I was hearing earlier. It's because I got it the It probably takes today. time for it to like settle into your, yeah, yeah. the chip that yep. is. Yeah. It could be. Makes sense. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's our bad boys. We now move on to our weekly one-timers. Whoops. Our first weekly one-timer. Whoops. Finally, the- aforementioned much earlier in the show uh usa goalie that i was uh, alluding the to teaser yeah the teaser if you ryan will. <laughs> miller he's getting his jersey retired by the buffalo sabers uh obviously he is uh, he has retired from hockey uh, but man i was just thinking back uh, like because i saw him you know they're raising his jersey up to the rafters or whatever they're going to they made that announcement and i was thinking back to how incredible he was in that olympics right he was at the peak of his uh his powers uh and it was like he's he's going to be the best American goalie of all time, you know, and like he's got a lot of those numbers that he's among some of the best American goalies ever. Um, but man, like when he was in that at those Vancouver Olympics, it was like, wow, the future of American hockey is yeah. bright because well, we have Ryan Miller. Right and now. we <laughs> we talked about it before because I remember when he retired. 
talking about the interview he gave after the gold medal game that he lost mm-hmm. uh, in overtime. But yeah, I'll I'll always think of him as a saber. Right, that was that oh, yeah. was his peak of his powers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I'm always going to remember him as a duck. Anaheim Ducks <laughs> or the Canucks. <laughs> the, yeah, that checks definitely out. not. I didn't even connect that he played for the Canucks. So <laughs> no, not the Canucks. But uh, okay, uh, our next weekly one timer. Speaking of goalies, uh, hanging it up from the NHL. <laughs> from North America. <laughs> Miko Koskinen has signed a two-year deal with HC Lugano in the Swiss League, which means that uh, Edmonton goalie goaltending has gotten much better. Yeah, yeah, so. it checks out. <laughs> Stuart Skinner. Stuart Skinner <laughs> Stuart steps Skinner. up. Uh, I am a little bit bummed about this one. I'll tell okay. you. Can you any guesses why? Because uh, time is going by really quickly because it feels like yesterday that we were talking about how absurd it was that they signed him to the contracts that they signed him to. Uh, not right? quite, but that oh. checks out. That okay. does check out. Uh, I'm a little bit bummed out because his helmets. Do you mm. remember what he had on his helmets? Uh, maybe a puppy. Little dogs. Yeah. Yeah, he had a wiener dog. Okay. And by the way, there's a picture of him with his wiener dog. And he's a giant, by the way. <laughs> uh-huh. And he's got a little wiener dog. And you can imagine how that looked. Yeah. <laughs> there is something weird with the, the phrasing there, just... Saying how big he was, so small his wiener dog was. That I, <laughs> something was clicking in a weird way in my brain there, and it, I'm I, glad that you didn't would. you didn't yeah. have any kind of like a slip there because you really nailed it with your phrasing. But my childish brain was having a hard time. <laughs> so that checks out as well. Yes, lots of things are checking <laughs> out right now. Our next weekly one timer. We had another trade, Huge. a blockbuster, yeah. if you will. Big one. Uh, Evgeny Dadanov. Dadanov has Dadanov. finally officially been well we think he's officially been traded <laughs> yeah. this give it, time give it a week maybe yeah. we shouldn't have even reported this yet <laughs> this time to the montreal canadiens which i find it interesting that he wouldn't have them on his no trade list uh but uh in exchange for shea weber or the contract of shea weber we should say what's the point of this one john cap gymnastics yeah. okay. i was gonna say circumvention but i i also want to get it's away from that term. Voodoo. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Cap voodoo. Cap voodoo. yeah yeah that, that checks out too mm-hmm. um now we've talked about this before Vegas needed to clear some cap space last year yeah. because make room for Jack Eichel. Uh-huh. And they tried to do that. Didn't work. Uh, so they needed to still do that this offseason as those players are still under contract and a lot of the LTIR they were using last time is not available. So by getting Shea Weber, it enables them to use the, use him into the LTIR, which allows them to go over the cap. In the meantime, moving yeah. dead on off. So off his seven million won't yeah. count towards their cap. Yeah, but the, and Dananov's five million goes off. Now there is talk he might be laundered again, uh, like <laughs> traded again, because Weber? Montreal. No, Mon- Dananov, because Montreal doesn't really have maybe that not was, yeah. not in the position to kind of use him, and so maybe they can get some other assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks had an all-time tweet about this. So remember, Dadanov was technically traded to the Ducks, and then that was the whole thing that blew up a couple months ago. Uh, so they tweeted out, hey, we traded to Donov. This is the, Go- the Golden Knights. And the Ducks just wrote back, you sure? Because <laughs> he was a Duck, yeah, technically, yeah. but also uh, apparently was on his no trade list. That was great. Uh, good stuff there. <laughs> uh, our final weekly one-timer. Whoopsh. Believe it or not, we didn't talk about it during our, usually we'll put like AHL type of stuff with our WHL type of stuff. We didn't do that. But the Calder Cup final is officially set. 
Uh, no, it does not feature the Charlotte Checkers. We mentioned that they fell, uh, but it does feature the Charlotte Wolves and the Springfield Thunderbirds. Andy, I'm sure you have carefully scouted these two teams. What can we expect? Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Anything we want to say about this? No. Well, Chicago no. Wolves are like the perennial AHL. They've been good for it. Yeah, like they seem different to affiliations, be, yeah. different different farm, you know, uh, big clubs and. But at the good. end of the day, they're independent uh, AHL Owned. team, yeah. mm-hmm. and so they they put they kind of prioritize winning probably more than some AHL teams that are owned by the parent uh, organization. So that might be part of it. But some of these games might be on NHL Network, yeah. and so you might want to check them out. They're fun um, games. Yeah. Does Chris Chelios still play for the Chicago Wolves? No, because he's a Turner. <laughs> he's on oh, TV now. Yeah. Okay. Or no, sorry, he's ESPN. at ESPN. Yeah. Uh, okay, those are our weekly one-timers. We now move on to our tweets of the week. I'm going to go first. My tweet of the week comes from Mitch Marnie, which is not actually Mitch Marner, but <laughs> Mitch Marnie. It says, so Ilya Libushkin of the Toronto Maple Leafs got a sky banner to tell all of Miami Beach how much he <laughs> loves his wife on their seventh anniversary. And it's a picture of the two of them in Miami Beach, and there is like a literally a plane flying overhead. It says, love you, my dear, die. Heart seven years anniversary. And what I love about this is not so much the tweet itself, but the fact that that's what he wrote on the banner because it's like a Twitter, like a well, text. <laughs> he's, he's not clearly English is not his first yeah. language, but it's like you wouldn't say like happy seven years anniversary, right? Like there's, there's some grammatical usage issues on that banner. And I imagine that he like wrote it down for the guy, like, here's what I want on my yeah. banner, right? And the they're like, okay, we're going to put this letter by letter. Yeah. Like not questioning this whatsoever. Yeah. Like, no editorializing. Are, are you sure that you want to go with seven years anniversary and not just like happy anniversary or something that yeah, seven, English speakers happy would seventh anniversary. Say? Um, anyway, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, Andy, your tweet of the week. So my tweet of the week, if you watched game one, and this has been kind of a, a thing that's trending in across NHL arenas, but especially in ball arena in Denver, mm-hmm. is that the crowd sings along to all, all the small things by Blink-182. Yeah, of and course. They, and it was a pretty good effort in game one. I mean, the crowd was clear as day. And so the Hockey News tweeted out at Tom DeLonge, who plays for Blink-182. He does. That, you know, we had 20,000 Avalanche fans singing your song. And so Tom DeLonge retweets it and says, we also have a song of all curse words that would sound great if done this way. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. If you read down and somebody plays it, somebody posts it, it is all just curse words. Yep. It I certainly wasn't is. familiar, but. Yeah. Uh, well, it uses all the words that George Carlin used. in so his, you can't say on TV. Yeah, all the, yeah. So they turned that into a song effectively. So, yeah, maybe we'll play that I as would, our I would love song. to hear that. Uh, <laughs> 20,000 people singing that song. Uh, John, your tweet of the week. My tweet of the week comes from Kristen Shelton. Uh Uh-huh. It says, Pavel Francis was asked if he has any superstitions around trophies like the Stanley Cup. Quote, I would definitely not touch it, but I think I can look at it and say nice things about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's that's pretty good. good. Uh, I am going to give a little uh, honorable mention here. So the NHL tweeted out this kind of strange thing uh, from, it says from Edge IQ, uh, a pair of goalies you dream about in the Stanley Cup, save analytics presented by AWS Cloud. And it's... (laughs) 
<laughs> it's got like a dark green and a light green and a red green and a lighter green. And it's supposed to say like, here's how good they are from these different areas, right? And it's Powell Francois and Darcy Kemper. And then this guy, Kevin or K Power 90 tweets, are you red green colorblind? Well, the NHL says, go f- yourself. Here's a sh- chart with three different <laughs> shades of green and a splotch of red. <laughs> Which, Andy, I thought you'd appreciate. Cause, yes, I couldn't tell yeah. them apart. And we've talked about the challenges with colorblindness, yeah. uh, particularly red-green, which is the most common yes. type of colorblindness. So, so yeah. what are you seeing in this chart, Andy? Is it just I, a blob? I, I see the shapes uh-huh. <laughs> and the numbers in them. <laughs> well, <laughs> but okay. it's hard to differentiate so at least the, the at least the shapes are helpful, right? You can And the number, yeah, the percentage is there. You sure. could interpret it. Theoretically, I've seen charts, though, yeah. in graphs where I, I have no idea what they're showing me yeah, yeah theoretically this isn't as bad because it's got the shapes itself and the numbers in yeah, them, yeah yeah where if it if it kind of had that as a legend you'd be totally yeah screwed. Where, where yeah sometimes <laughs> yeah. you'll see a chart that looks like that and then off to the side it's like green, here's your legend you're like, brown, they all look the same to me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay well which one is that <laughs> man what if it's like read this graph or you will die I and you're like well, I, I don't know i mean what is well, edge iq the by the way what? this whole what is edge iq is that like a new brand of nhl don't know let's ask allison maybe she'll know when we yeah. were at that allison. thunderbirds game and they had that uh puck race uh-huh and one is red and one, oh, is, yeah. one is black i always root for the black one because it's the only one i can tell oh my god that's pretty good uh ooh, we both said the same thing all right we close the show with sound of hockey's three stars john your star of the week my star of the week is Kraken prospect Ryan Winterton. We oh, talked about him at the, the beginning af- of the show. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. Uh, he plays for the Hamilton Bulldogs. Has, like you said, he had a great second half of the season. He he, he looks. I want to say he lo- he's projecting better than probably his draft position. Hundred uh, yes. percent. I I want to knock on wood because I don't want to kind of guarantee anything. I got you got wood over there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a wood table next to me. See again with the phrasing, John. Yeah. Uh, okay. Carry on. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but in the last series against the Spitfires, he had uh, four points and uh, had an assist and a goal in the last two games. So he's he's going to be fun. I hope all those. I, we couldn't confirm it, but the Memorial Cup, usually they put some of the games on NHL Network, so keep an eye out. And they play Monday. They play Monday, and Ham- yeah, Hamilton Against is the, the first city, game. Yeah. So um, keep an eye on them. It would be fun to just watch Ryan Winterton, and that team's pretty stacked in general because that's where Mason McTavish plays as well. So, Andy, your star of the week. My star of the week is Mason McTavish <laughs> of the Hamilton Bulldogs. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Whoa. We got a microphone down. All right, the, uh, the train is off the rails. Yeah, yeah. all right. Mason Mac and Mason McTavish. You may uh, remember scored a goal against Kraken early in the season. Isn't at that Arena. isn't that wild to yeah. think that? Yeah. Right, he like, was in his nine games. They they kept the Anaheim Ducks kept him for like seven or eight games, and he scored a goal against yeah. Seattle. But just thinking, like seriously, pause for one second here. Like just the fact that we saw this kid score a goal against the Kraken. Like how many? months ago <laughs> it was like and the now, first week of the season and now we're talking about him again at the junior level like yeah. that's that just still boggles my mind yeah. that that's even possible he but got anyway. sent back down right away right yeah. after that carry on and uh he scored two goals and had an assist in their in their ohl uh, championship clinching game mm-hmm. uh their night against the spits um why good, do you call them the spits that's what they call them who does the people in the arena they they can't go yeah, spits, spits go. Fire, 
They, they call they, them that. They, they go, Spitz, go. Yeah. I've, been, I've been to games there. <laughs> um, Their logo is badass, by that's the way. Really it cool. is really cool. Yeah. They have cool jerseys and everything. And their arena is really nice. Um, yeah, two goals and assists. He's, 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 we're going to see a lot of him over the next few years uh, yeah. and probably starting next year because he'll probably stick with the Ducks next year's season. So get used to the name. Yep, number three overall pick. Uh, he's uh, mm-hmm. looking pretty good. Uh, okay, my third star, what are we calling it? Stars of the week. My star of the week. <laughs> also a Hamilton Bulldog. Whoa. What? A less talked about Hamilton Bulldog, Mr. Logan Morrison. You ever heard of this guy? Uh, because he had, he actually led the team in scoring 100 points in 60 games in the regular season. Decent. He had 39 points in the 19 playoff games that the team played. Also he's decent. been passed up in the draft, so he's actually still draft eligible. He's 19 years old. Uh, he is on the radar this year, so he is probably going to get selected. Craig Button has him lifted, listed as the number 86 prospect available in the draft. So I thought that was pretty interesting that like there's a third sort of star player on this team that people don't really talk about. That often happens in junior hockey where you have like the drafted guys who are the big names that everybody's watching. But then there's some kid who hasn't been drafted lead the team. Happened to Seattle Thunderbirds this year. Jared Davidson led them in goals and yeah. points, not drafted, going to be 20 next year. So, uh, and they had they had like seven drafted players on their team. Well, and the, the tricky thing about the OHL here is that the OHL didn't even play last year. Ah. And so, you know, he really didn't get a chance to showcase. Now, some of these guys got some visibility in some of those tournaments, but remember, they didn't. They didn't play at all. So, right. well, kind of tough. I yeah. mean, this is one of those kids too that had like I don't know a few points the last time he was able to play, and then yeah. all of a sudden he erupts for massive, massive numbers. But and that's that's why I think the crack ended up getting a steal out of Winterton because his draft year he played six games at the U18s, and right. would he have had a better year with more people seeing him? That's right. Yeah, he that's may right. have gone higher than the third yeah. round. He may have gone yeah. first or second. So, yeah. cracking lucked out there. All right, uh, man, that was. This has been the Hamilton Bulldogs episode. We that's just right. talked about Go the Bulldogs. Hamilton Bulldogs for most of this episode, which is a little bit shorter episode, but that's okay. Uh, every now and then we need to shorten things up. We do have, we think we have a pretty fun interview lined up for next week. So um, check back for that. If we don't have an interview, you'll know that something has fallen apart. Um, <laughs> but either way, we'll talk and to you all next week. It wasn't so. any of our faults. That's right. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Who knows? You never yeah. know. Well, you never know what's going to happen. As far as days. they know. It's not our fault. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So subscribe on Stitcher, subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave your five star review on Apple Podcasts. If you're in Canada, leave your five star review on Apple Podcasts, then send us a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> we'll read it on next Do week's all that episode. Work for us. Uh, we will talk to you all very soon for episode 193. Cheers. The game's pace, you can tell the temperature is raising a little bit. 